Hey there, restaurant pros, it's David Scott Peters and welcome to episode three of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003 and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom from your restaurant and the financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Today's topic centers around the principle of systems. Now, I want to tell you about our guest today. Sandy Corum is the CEO and founder of The Festive Kitchen, a one-of-a-kind catering company based in Dallas, Texas. No other catering company in America has established such a diverse and profitable take-home catering division. In 2008, Sandy was awarded the White House Food Service Medallion for outstanding service to President George W. Bush. Her company, The Catering Coach, helps restaurateurs maximize their off-site catering profit potential. Sandy uses her 25 years of catering experience to teach independent restaurant owners and caterers how to not give away their catering profits. Her teaching focuses on increasing sales and profits with little or no investment and maximize earning potential by adding multiple catering revenue streams to their existing business. We had a great conversation. Sandy talked about how systems are critical to you making profits. She shared some of the key systems you need to have in place when running a catering business, even when it's an additional part of your restaurant. The biggest takeaway from our conversation was how in the midst of COVID-19 and the loss of almost 100% of her book catering events, her sales are even with last year. She shared her secret with us on how she did this using multiple revenue streams in her business. On top of that, she shares how none of her catering coach members are out of business because they followed her lead. I want to welcome Sandy Corum to the show today. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is being brought to you by Repeat Returns. If you're a restaurant owner of a medium to high volume independent restaurant, multi-unit or franchise operator, and you're looking for a proven and realistic solution to attract, grow and retain customers, then you need to visit Repeat Returns. Repeat Returns is a modern marketing platform created by a restaurant owner for restaurant owners. It studies each customer's habits and patterns, predicts the most profitable outcome for your restaurant every single day, and deploys the marketing to make that happen. You'll never lift a finger. To see if Repeat Returns is right for you, visit repeatreturns.com forward slash DSP. I want to welcome Sandy Corum to the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. Sandy, thanks so much for joining me today. It's great to see you. Oh, great to see you too, David. Even in this virtual environment, we're right here. No doubt. Well, and why do we say that? Because Sandy and I have been traveling all over the country for about 10 years, speaking together from show after show after show. Haven't been on an airplane since, well, heck, when COVID started. We were at the New York show together in March of 2020. And my gosh, it has changed so much. In fact, the very next day I got an airplane and went to Cater Source in uh, Vegas. You were, went home and were supposed to be there, but you had some things that you did, couldn't make it. It wasn't COVID-based, thanks goodness. But the fact of the matter is, from that point in time, things have changed. Yes. And one of the things I want to share with you guys about Sandy is, Sandy and I, have full disclosure, have known each other for 18 years. In fact, she started as a member of mine and was such a rock star in making changes in her business that I really said, wait a second, you need to be doing what I do for caterers, 
So she is the catering coach. She is the authority on making sure that you can sell catering, execute catering, make money on catering, heck, to go, and other revenue streams we're going to talk about. And one of the things that's really powerful about what Sandy does is she's learned it from the ground up. From she'll tell stories of starting her very first catering job, going up 8 million stairs and high heels with everything out of her car, yes. to selling, uh, what was it, cookies, brownies, brownies. Brownies, brownies. For about like two hours a day as a nurse yes. and growing it into a multi-million dollar, several location, uh, uh, retail locations, just unbelievable. In fact, you've been top caterer or something like four times in a row. Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, Sandy, tell people just a, a brief snapshot about what you do. What I do is um, we are a, you know, I'm going to tell you two stories. I'm going to tell you one story that was in January in that of this year and that 52% uh, of our business was catering. And the other was what you want to call take-home catering, which was food shops, which is really people love your food. And so why not sell it to them every day? I figured that out about 15 years ago. And, but since that day that you and I were supposed to see each other, the other part doesn't exist, the 52%. And so we had to, uh, and we'll talk about this more, but we had to, uh, and I, everybody uses the word pivot, but we had to just pivot and use every multiple revenue stream that we had. And so I'm a caterer in Dallas uh, that does all sorts of events large to small, but also we have more multiple revenue streams than anybody that I know of in the United States. And it has saved our butt. And, and if, so, they want, if they wanted to look you up, it's the festivekitchen.com, right? If they yeah, wanted to they say, want to hey, what is your other business, your main your main yeah, business? Yeah, it's festivekitchen.com, not the, it's festivekitchen.com. And uh, and then, of course, what we talked about was the catering coach, which, which we'll talk about more in a few minutes. So in a nutshell, that's it. I can go into all, all you want about not making money and, <laughs> and then making money, but I'm sure you'll, you know, ask me questions about that. So. Well, here's the deal. The, the whole focus of this is, you started as a caterer, like from the ground up and have built it to a multi-million dollar, two locations as far as, again, retail, and learned to pivot your business. I want to talk about that in a second. But the fact of the matter is, systems is what helped you move through. And now, you had already learned the systems the hard way, meaning you made every mistake possible. You, you've shown pictures of you being at weddings without galoshes, without <laughs> raincoats, right? Because they're outdoor in a tent and so on. And every year that you've made mistakes, you've learned to a point where you checklist the living heck out of things. Talk a little bit about how you use your systems to execute great parties. Just kind of a broad brushstroke that you know that you, when you show up, it's going to be done right. Well, the first thing was we finally took, uh, made uh, a checklist for just the things you take to an event. And you think, well, that's, that's, that's simple. No, it's not. It took four years to finally figure out, oh, I need a checklist. So now we have event boxes. Okay, one is for small events, you only need one box. Anything over 60 people, you need five boxes. What does it have in it? Salt, pepper, garlic, tea towel, strainer, lighter, gloves, whatever, so that if you're somewhere on the third, like I always like to use the uh, example of the 37th floor of an office building, you don't have time to go run down and get the lighter, okay? So we have these checklists and 
one one of the people that used to be in the group that we were all in used to tell me she's even got her you know the uh, the plastic garbage bags priced and in that and in that box. Well, yeah, I do because it costs money. So even though we have those those checklists for those event boxes, guess who's paying for it? It's not me. It's the client that's paying for that. So that would be one example of a checklist that we have. And you feed that into your sales process. You yes. have systems for sales process, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. That you know, and I'm and I've got to say this because when I met David, we weren't making any any profit, and uh, like we were at one point six million dollars and zero profits, and it's like something is wrong. And so I learned through David how to have systems, and one of the biggest ones that we have is what we call the catering profit generator, and it, for every event. Every event, hands down, none go out without having the menu and without having this profit generator. And it shows on there to the penny what we're going to make. Because so many times, especially restaurant owners, you go in and you talk to them and you'll say, how much do you charge for box lunches? And they'll Google it on their phone and go, oh, the guy down the street, he charges $8.50, so mine's $8.45. And they don't even know if they're going to make money. And here's the thing, the guy down the street, how do you know he's making profit in the first place? So back to that profit generator, we know to the penny, and it was revolutionary in the profits for our company. But what was the one big system that made that possible? I want to make sure people understand there was real freaking work behind oh. that. Costing recipe cards. Hey, Amen. Seventeen hundred and ninety now. now Seventeen hundred and ninety. <laughs> just, but who knows how many, right? Yeah, Seventeen hundred and ninety. Yes. So, and and because if you don't have it costed, you know, it, it, it's a crapshoot. And it's like for a caterer, okay, if you have chicken salad, you're gonna have chicken salad in a two ounce scoop. You're going to have chicken salad in a half a ounce scoop on a tea sandwich. You're going to have chicken salad in a big bowl. You're going to have chicken salad in a sandwich. I think we have 21 recipes for chicken salad wow. alone. So wow. you have to have, if you don't have the base of everything is costing the recipes. Okay. So there's systems for setting up and going to a party. There's systems for selling a party, making sure you make money. What I really want to focus on, and we could, we could literally spend an hour on each one of those things yeah, easily. But what I want to get to is something that most people don't understand. When we shared the story of we were supposed to both, both supposed to be in Vegas at Cater Source speaking, right? As experts, you as the catering coach, me as a restaurant expert. And the crazy part is we knew COVID came. We knew that we were in New York when it, they declared a state of emergency, but we didn't understand what the virus was. We didn't stand, understand the impact it was going to have on our business, no. let alone caterers. Yes. And the fact is, three days later, caterers were out of business, but you weren't. No. You built something you called your multiple revenue streams. Yes. You have a system for making sure your business doesn't fail. And yes. one of the things that I want to sh want you to share with people is, as we go into that, are your sales down 50, 75, 100% like most caterers? Where no. are you right now? We are even with last year. And what? we're talking multi-million dollars in sales. Yes. And no catering. Like what? Like, yes. So what is, what does multiple revenue streams mean when you're a caterer? I mean, because that is absolutely crazy. And, and, you know, I remember when you and I were texting back and forth, I'm going, 
man, I, I've loved you to death and I've always thought you were a rock star, but oh my gosh, how is it that you are literally living COVID yes. as a caterer and yes. you're not down? You're not down at all. No. Talk about what does multiple revenue streams mean and how okay. do you systemize that? Okay. Multiple revenue streams means, and I'm going to give you some different ideas, is that, and I've opened three since March. What? I've started three since March and my members and catering coach, they've also started some. Okay. Number one, it could mean that you have retail food shops. Well, I already had retail food shops. Well, what happened for us when COVID started? What did we do? People weren't coming to our store. So what did we do immediately? Boom. Within 10 days, we have got a shopping cart online. That's another multiple revenue stream that saved our butt. OK, so now you can you can buy our food online. At, they come by curbside, pick it up. All right. Multiple revenue streams means I'm now a co-packer. What? You're a co-packer? Yes, because I already was a food manufacturer for my store. So I called the state and went, hey, you know, how do I be a co-packer? In one hour, I was a co-packer. So I've got, I've made contacts with people and I am co-packing some of their items. That's another multiple revenue stream. Um, for uh, for some of my other members, they just started doing a simple drop, you know, coming to their stores and having a retail food shop. Um, I'm also with, uh, with uh, COVID right now, there are some things are still happening for, and they're not events, but funerals. You still have funerals. Do you, have you looked at that as a restaurant owner or as a caterer? Have you have you talked to, to anyone about doing funerals? I mean, I've got 12 different multiple revenue streams. I even started with Instacart. What? Instacart? Instacart is an international company. I looked uh, here in Dallas and went, well, it's only the big box guys that are on here. Well, what the hey? So I sent a LinkedIn um, a message and we just started Instacart two weeks ago. I'm always thinking, where can that food go to reach that customer's mouth? How do I get it there? I mean, I've increased our, we're selling um, wholesale. I can't tell you to a, a large uh, retail company, I mean, a retail uh, high-end grocer in, in, in Texas. We've increased our line now to over 20 items. So you've just got to think, where does that food go? How can I make that happen? And then you've got to have back-of-the-house systems to make sure you're profitable. Don't just do it for gross sales. I know a company now that thinks they're going to make the same amount of money at half the gross sales they did last year, the same amount of profit. So that's kind of a lot, but it's where you take that food. That food has got to get to that customer in multiple ways. And so if you're a caterer and you love food, find the way. Okay. So I'm a caterer and, and, and now I feel like it's too late, right? Come March, we, we lost our revenues. We, we know that caterers tried to pivot and do meal replacement, if you will. Hey, we're going to do these family meals. And most of them failed. They didn't have a, an email list. They didn't have a social media presence. They just kind of popped it up there and said, let's go. And while that is a revenue stream you got to look at, it's number one, not very profitable, not very predictable. And a lot of them failed at it. And so now many caterers and restaurant owners who are looking to pivot and lost their catering business. I have many members who half their sales were catering because yeah. their location, right? Creating seats that don't exist. And, and by the way, catering is much more profitable than running a restaurant when done correctly. Yes. yes. 
how do I get started? How do I sit there and say, how do I put together my system for creating my multiple revenue streams? What are some of the things you coach your members and say, hey, what are your opportunities? Okay. That's very interesting that you said that. I just finished about 15 minutes ago an article <laughs> uh, for Catering Magazine. And I said, if I were starting today, the first thing I would do is throw up an online shopping cart. Online shopping is not going to go away. It's not. So I would immediately, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, how can I do that? It's, it's not expensive. They're $40 and $50 a month. I did our shopping cart. Okay. So you can, what are you going to sell them? You're not going to only sell them a dinner if that's what you want to do and it fails. You've got to be their daily necessity. You've got to sell them the egg salad. You've got to sell them the crackers. You've got to sell them the uh, the uh, hash browns or whatever that goes with, with breakfast. But you've got to meet them at their needs, the customer at their needs. But mainly for right now, many of you are not going to even get anything up till fourth quarter or right before fourth quarter. Well, let's hope that there's sports that's NFL that's on. Are guys hungry for sports? Yes. Where are they going to be do when sports are on? They're going to be watching television. What do they need to do when they're watching television? They need to eat. So you need to have food that's in their freezer that they can have for when they're watching the ball game. You need to think ahead to Thanksgiving and, and provide not just Thanksgiving meal, but the whole week. So that's the first thing I would do is I would put up a shopping cart. It's not going to go away. That's number one. And that's what my members have done. And so they there's 11 right now members. And let me just tell you, none of them are out of business. All of them are in business. Are they catering? No. But are they doing something else? Yes. So I hope that helps in some way. Absolutely. But how do you how do you get your message out? I mean, is it just to your specific customers and you hope it blows up from there? Are you going on social media, Facebook? How are you getting a message out that we now have things that you may want, whether it's, you know, it's a pre-done bean dip for yeah. for watching football or it's, you know, it's a, a thing of, of your your famous shredded chicken salad that is fantastic that we can just put on sandwich rolls, whatever it may be. And you run the gamut on products, but how is it that you get the message out? Everyone has been used, the people that have started from scratch, I had a database. So for me, it's easier, but I've developed that database for, for the people that are starting. They've all done social media. They've all put their money into uh, Instagram. Some And some of them have not been able to do it themselves. They've hired someone. Yes, they they hired someone, even they don't have, they knew that it was a good investment. And so they're doing Facebook and Instagram and it's bringing the customers in. And they're like, one, 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 uh, we copy each other, but one of them started fried chicken Fridays. Okay. So they're selling a 50 to 75. I think the meals are for four or 70 bucks or something. I don't know. A fried chicken Fridays. Okay. That's some, that's, they're keeping their doors open. Okay. Right. Until they figure it out. So yes, you have to do social media. I mean, for the people that haven't even started, that's what I would recommend. I use an email database, but I've developed it. Okay. So let's kind of look at this. I know, again, starting off, you sit there and say, we say the importance of systems. We know that systems can execute a great party. Make sure you show up as we, 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 I didn't interject at the time when you said you had your checklist for what you need when you show up, the boxes with salt, pepper, and so on. Well, if anybody's ever done any catering, especially as restaurant tours who maybe that's not their first thing, if you show up without one sterno, 
you're screwed. Like you got to take a body that you count on to get things done and send them back to the shop, the store, wherever to go get a sterno. And two hours later, you're behind and there's Mm -hmm. chaos, right? Mm -hmm. And so how important that is for execution. And you've got systems, I mean, literally for everything, for how to get a thousand people through a line in no time whatsoever, which is unheard of. I don't even want you to give it away because it's so good. Nobody else does it. Mm-hmm. You you talk about systems on setting up presentations of things and and death to the chafing dish and how you set yourself up to be really look like no other caterer around you to wow your guest. You have the process of sales from not only how the, the customer, potential customer comes in to when they become a customer to showing up at your store and going through tastings and a step-by-step process, making mm-hmm. sure that when you show up, you met their needs or exceeded their needs, mm-hmm. but also made sure you make money from recipe cards to sales sheets, bid sheets that literally say, hey, salesperson. I don't approve that sale. It's not going to make us money. Salesperson, I approve that sale. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Like you still, you give up these, these things that happen in your business every single day without giving up control. Yes. And then you've got systems on sales to yeah. a point where you are not down. COVID-19, where there is no post-COVID. We're in COVID. Forever. Your sales are flat, which have been up every single year, which means I'm t- everybody, she's crushing it. So now, if I were a restaurateur and I wanted to start catering, right now, again, in this environment, talk about the the shopping cart. What do I do? When I I look at my restaurant, do I sell what I've got on my menu or do I create something different so it's not an apples to apples comparison? How would you, how do you approach it with a restaurant? Yeah, you, you sell something different. In fact, our good friend Chicago uh, has talked to me. And so, uh, yes, I'm saying you don't need, this person happens to be a barbecue guy. And I said, you don't need to sell everything that's on your menu. You're being right. redundant. You want that curbside service for that or that patio or that 50% occupancy, whatever. But you need to take that meat that say he's got brisket, cryovac it into a, enough for two people, four people, and and sell that, okay? But you've also, he's, he's very limited because he is uh, a barbecue. You need to expand your menu. But here's the thing. I would not start out with 20, 30, 40 things. I'd do 10. I'd do them right. And I would make, and, and I would just ace those 10 things. Now, right now, catering may come back a little bit in corporate. So what are you going to do? We're working on small plates, five items that were five menus, small plates for corporate that are COVID, you know, uh, meat specifications covered, whatever. And I would go to your new customers and send them the go ahead and have it developed, ready to roll. Don't be waiting. So if I was a restaurant owner, I would say, keep on doing what you're doing, but add these other two things. And here's something else going back to when COVID happened is budget. Okay. But I hate budgets. David knows. I hey, hate you're budgets. speaking my, my language here. <laughs> budgets. Hey, budgets. So what did I do when all of a sudden we went, Oh my gosh, catering's all gone. The first thing I went to was a budget and I went to where, what is it going to cost us to break even? And that's all we're going to spend. I took, so, but if you don't have all that, fig- those figures, it would take you a little bit longer, but go back to a budget. Look, what is it going to do to break even? So if I was a restaurant owner right now, 
and I would just do whatever it is to break even instead of losing money. Cause how long can you pull from your savings or PPP loan, you know, or whatever. So we went back to our budget and we did the festive 14. We kept only the salary people. They did everything. Then we've rehired and, you know, gradually, but you have to go back to that budget right now. We're on a, on a budget, but it's very strict it's only assuming we're going to have X amount of money, but you, budget is huge. Listen to David. Learn <laughs> well, budget. <laughs> you, you and I have been together so long that you, you've bought into what I call drinking the Kool-Aid, not the yes, Kool-Aid yes. that kills you, the no. Kool-Aid meaning you're, you're bought in. Because the two most important things in this discussion, two most important things I say every restaurant should have are budgets and recipe cost guards. Yes. Two most important systems any caterer should have are budgets and recipe cost yes. guards. What are the two things most never have? Budgets and recipe costing cards. Those are too hard. Now, I'm going to share a little information people may or may not know about you. And that is when we started working together as a member, we started it on the budget thing. You had a third location. Yes. Maybe I think, right? Third location yes. at the time. No and by the time we were done with the budget, we Four said. Four hours later. Eight hours. You, right? Eight hours later, I think it was. Because you have multiple budgets. We all had tied them together. Is We determined that you had to operate stellarly. I mean, like so perfectly and increase sales or this location for this location to break even. It just was the wrong spot. Mm -hmm. And literally by, and this is a decade, 12 years ago, 12, 14 years ago. I mean, 14 years ago. And you made the toughest decision as an entrepreneur to close it based on that budget. And yes. from that point forward, you have never strayed from a budget because it no. tells you where your profitability is where your potential is, but more importantly, we talk about being a proactive plan, mm -hmm. your plan for success. And then you just took it full circle from, from saying, I need to close this store to how can I continue to operate in a pandemic and not lose money? In fact, I'm sure you're making money now when your sales jump back up, when you started to pivot, or again, the magic word pivot, and create your multiple revenue streams. I mean, is is that truly the picture of what budgets do for you? And yes. and how often do you look at that budget? Is it oh, one well, and done? Well, that's that's uh, no, well, I looked at it, you know, when we did the in, in March. But I look at the budget probably as much not as much as I should, but I'm looking at it more. I'm not helping you out on that answer very much. Well, you know, I want you to be monthly, man. <laughs> you know that, right? I'll be honest with you, but, uh, but, uh, probably last month I looked at it again and we, and we revised it, but let me go back to one other thing that you taught me that, that I thought, oh, well, I don't know. That's probably not true, but it is true is efficiency. The more you do, and you can probably explain this better than I, than I can, but the more you do, the more efficient you are. The more you run that commissary kitchen, the more efficient you are. And that goes back to those multiple revenue streams. It's like, okay, we're going to do food here. We're going to do food here. We're going to do food here. And it makes you more efficient. And so that's why our profits went up so much. And I will have to share something. Yes, we're even with last year, but our profit is more than last year this time. Wow. I, yeah. So, because you got more, you, you, COVID has taught us all to get rid of all the, the, the damn mistakes we make on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. We really looked at our business and says, no, 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 out, out, out. Yes. It, I talk about, you can't go back to your old way. No. And you're somebody with systems and yes. you even looked at it and said, I need to fine tune. Yes. So, so let me kind of explain a little bit in the David speak of, of okay. what Sandy's talking about efficiency. Cause I'm the numbers guy. Here's the deal. When you look at your restaurant, you look at your caterer, we're always trying to hit break even first. 
And that we've got prime costs, controllable expenses, uh, like advertising and, and rent in many cases, if you're a variable expense, um, uh, but really rent's a fix. Let me go backwards on that. So the bottom line is all these variable expenses. So if I have 70 cents on every dollar it comes in, that's a variable expense. A dollar comes in, 70 cents is out paying for people, product, advertising, uh, paper products, janitorial, things like that. Well, it leaves you 30 cents. And what we're doing is we're trying to stack up 30 cents, three dimes at a time, every dollar comes in till we cover every single break even, right? Every dollar comes in that's a fixed expense to get the break even. So if you got $10,000 in rent, you, your first $30,000 in gross sales paid for rent, you didn't make a dime. And oh, that the, you know, the people that just came in and bought $75 in product just paid for your $30 phone bill, yeah. right? That's all that we've got left. And we keep doing this and it's this Herculean effort to get to break even. Then after that, your profitability is amazing. 30%, 40%, depending on where your prime cost is and other variables. Well, the least when you're less efficient and you're running a 78% prime cost, 80, 90, I've seen worse. Well, you're working so hard just to get to break even. Well, now we know that sales cure all ills, but there's this other thing. Sandy as a caterer, she has a commissary kitchen. If you're a restaurant owner or you're a caterer that has a main kitchen and its job is to produce product for your restaurant, your stores, your catering, or any of these other multiple revenue streams, you've got a, a chef or sous chef that is full-time salaried. You've mm -hmm. got cooks that if there's no sales, you're having them show up and go home and you're like, why am I here? But you have rent, and those are variable, right? Except for we have rent and we've got power, and we've got gas, and we've got all these things, insurances, that we pay for no matter what. Whether our sales are $1 or $100,000 that month, we pay them. And so your break-even point's already set. Yeah, we got some variable. And the truth is, if your sales don't get you there, you don't break and make, make profit, we've got a challenge. So what happens is this. Oh, we hit break-even point. Every dollar after makes me 30%. For Sandy, for catering, could be 40% or better. Because once we hit that fixed number, I don't need more cooks necessarily in the kitchen. I don't need another chef. I don't need more corporate overhead, more rent and so on. So it explodes. And so we had determined that when you looked at this commissary producing product for each store, that it was really expensive product when your sales were low, when you bring in all your sales. As soon as you start to add more revenue, your fixed costs for all tests purposely become a much smaller percentage of your operation. And we even said at some point in time, when you really hit it big is when you go to a third shift, Sandy, right? You have an AM, a PM and a midnight shift. Why? I'm because, not right. What, and you, because you cover your rent, you already covered it yes. with the first shift. And so when you start looking at revenue, when you start looking at that and you say, okay, why is Sandy becoming more and more profitable with more and more revenue, it's not necessarily because more revenue is coming in. It's our efficiencies jump through the roof. Mm -hmm. And so each one of us have to think about that, even in our restaurants that may not apply perfectly to this example, because we don't have a commissary kitchen. We've got something called minimum staffing levels. Yes. Right. During COVID, I've got two cooks on the line. I got one manager on the phones and a, and a server is now a cashier for curbside and so on. And there's this point of, again, trying to get past that break even point that we can make money. But right? you do have a commissary kitchen. Oh, talk to me. Because it's not open from if you close at midnight or 11 o'clock or nine o'clock, what's happening from nine to six? 
So it could be a commissary kitchen for other things, you know, that could be like wholesale. Let me tell you, there's a grocer here in town, not the big guy, but this tiny Italian food shop. It took me a while to get our stuff over there, but he's finally, he's, the guy's buying $3,000 every week of cookie dough balls. Okay. So is it glamorous? Is it, you know, it, it, is it something that you want to make so pretty on a plate? Well, I hope by now people are over that, but it is job security. And so uh, you can use your kitchen from nine o'clock till, till six in the morning. That is to me, maybe I'm wrong, a commissary kitchen. It could be. Hey, as, lo as long as we got refrigeration space and we can we can make that happen. Temporary walk-in coolers outside, we can do yes. things. Or yes. even find, you found creative ways of finding there's off-site refrigeration where yes. you can literally truck it or van it with a refrigerated yes. van right over to somewhere else to store your product. So when we start thinking outside the box, when we don't get stuck on our four walls, there's lots of opportunity. Mm -hmm. now, now, Sandy, a lot of things that, that you and I do are second nature to us because that's what we've done. We've made every mistake that costs us money. As entrepreneurs, shit, if you want, you, you know, you want a, an expensive education, open a restaurant, open a catering business because every mistake costs you money. And whose money was that, Sandy? Was that yours? Yeah, yeah, your yeah. money, right? Yes, yes. And so you and I have put together our processes, our systems to teach mm -hmm. others that they don't make the same dumbass mistake. Yes. Me with restaurant and catering systems as far as profitability. Mm -hmm. You're kind of both, man. You straddle the fence because it's about the profitability stuff. It's about the operational stuff. It's about the sales stuff. Do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Tell people what uniquely the catering coach does. The cateringcoach.com, your website, we're, we're going to get people to drive you, drive them there. But what is it you do? What, why, if I were somebody saying, gosh, I don't know why I'm not making money with catering, I need to start, or I need to find these multiple revenue streams. What is it that you do with your members? Well, I, with our members, we have two, number one, you could have just me that you could, that uh, I can give you coaching, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching. But then we also have uh, a membership group that's called the VIP group and that we share things that are happening to each of us. You can learn so much from the other guys going through the same um, concept. I mean, the same issues. And so, but also uh, besides the, that group, which we have a private Facebook page, we have a, we have a Zoom call every two weeks. That's, uh, that's been really helpful since, uh, since March. Uh, we have that every two weeks. We also have one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching with myself and with my member coach, uh, Patty Howard up in Canada. Uh, but the, I also have a, a drop-off catering um, course that happened the debut in the middle of March. Well, <laughs> anyway, but you know what? Some people are now saying, are looking at it this way. I've got all this time on my hands. Yes, I'm making enough to keep going, but I'm going to be prepared down the road when, when things do come back more. And so I've got a drop off catering courts and I'm also building one. It's not, I don't have a launch date yet, but it's going to be about multiple revenue streams. But the bottom line that we provide for you is someone that we can give you support and can tell you, I have been there. I have done that. And this is what you need to do to get out of that. And I want to go back to one little thing that yeah. I always talk about is that people don't know what they what their profit should even be. 
you know, I ask this question every time I speak, what's the national average? What should you be making as far as uh, a profit per year? And most people don't even know the answer to that. What our normal uh, food service company in the United States makes, which is usually 4%, 5%. They don't even know that. So how do they know their goals? And so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sometimes I've gotten in trouble for this, but I don't care. I'm like, shame on you. Shame on you because you don't know. So I'm just telling you that it doesn't have to be 4%. I'm at 21%. Thank God for, for systems and things that we have done. But um, back, to the, back to the catering coach, coach, we can help you figure out where it is you're missing that. With help, with help from David on what the back of the house system should be, we can help you find out what you need to do to be more uh, profitable. So if I were, again, a restaurant owner looking to expand yeah. using catering, and I don't know the first place to go, if I'm a restaurant owner that has catering, but it's not making the money it deserves because I've been selling, whoever comes in the door, I sell it, just wing it. If I've been using, you know, the wrong equipment, I've been uh, having struggles every time I show up that I don't have the right checklist and so on. You've got those systems. If I'm a caterer, who has been starting off and you know doing $50,000 out of my home and I finally grown it to $200,000 and quite honestly at $200,000 a year it's a hobby it's not a business yet yeah. we've got to reach that 350 $500,000 mark to truly start to make money and yeah. then explode from there you can help me with that right I from can everything help you with that. every system everything every checklist i've got it and and can give that to you. It's almost like franchise training for the person who does want to franchise. Yes. If, if you were to franchise catering, you've yes. got every system mapped out literally from ground zero ground to zero. advanced. Hey, we're going to do three, five. What's the largest party you've executed? 4,793 guests is what we <laughs> served on one, for one dinner. And we served them in uh, 40 minutes. And no one ever waited in line more than five minutes. It was, uh, anyway, that's another whole thing in itself. But yes, but we've served, uh, we've served co uh, concurrently uh, 40,000 meals in a week uh, at different locations for uh, NCAA. So wow. yes, I can help you from the drop-off. You got to have minimums. That's where it starts. We won't even go into that. But if you don't have minimums, you're screwed. And, so. and just on a, on a side note, I want to make sure people understand from selling and understanding what to charge for. Most of you aren't making the money you deserve, aren't charging for the things Sandy's going to make sure you charge for mm -hmm. to being able to staff. Because most of us think, hey, I'm supposed to use my restaurant staff. And I tell people they're the wrong staff. They're the wrong staff. They're not the people who are chatty. They're the people who execute and are seen and not heard. Yeah. And how you can get all these on-call people. You've got systems for everything, right? Yes, everything. Everything, including how to contact them. The whole nine yards. And what's the, the record number of parties on a single day you've done? Oh, gosh. I think we did 24. Uh, but here's, that's, here's the deal. You got to figure out what's your max. What if you took eight parties and you screw, you know, and you and you couldn't execute? You've got to know where to stop, and you've got to know what you can execute. So we've got all that mapped out for you. Yes, it's all. Good. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. I can't put my name on Sandy any more than I do. In fact, when people join my membership, we've mm -hmm. got a deal where I give a bonus one of her courses because I want to introduce everybody to Sandy. In fact, we're gonna see Sandy more often. We're gonna talk on a routine basis. I just wanted to get that intro out there. Yeah. Sandy, if I were somebody who wanted to learn more about what you do and contact you, how would I get that done? 
Well, there's two ways. Number one is my uh, is my email, which is Sandy, S-A-N-D-Y, at thecateringcoach.com. Or you can just call me at 866-484-3056. That's Fantastic. The best ways. And hey, if all of that you can't give me, contact David. He'll give you my email address. Well, in fact, I think we'll make it a little, uh, a little easier. I think you and I were talking about, we'll probably create a webpage, yes. thecateringcoach.com forward slash DSP. That Let's way they, you know that they came from our, our the show and uh, you know, you can track and, and you guys can say, hey. I want you to call me. I want to learn more. And in fact, you give that time for free, right? I mean, it's, yes, it's, absolutely. it's a 15, 30 minute discussion to learn more yes. about their business and find out if there's even a fit to talk further. Correct. Yes. And I've even told people before, I'm sorry, but you are, like you said, you're not a business yet. Come back and talk to me later. So it's because it's not, it's not right to, to, to give someone hope when they really need to just build some things before they, before they really need help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, yes. And so we'll do that, that, uh, website. I mean that, um, that link. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. The catering coach.com <laughs> forward slash DSP. It's going to get created by the time you're, you're listening to us, it will be ready to go. Yes. Hey, Sandy, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I miss you. I miss traveling around the country with you. Yes. It's so good to see your face. Um, is there anything you want to leave people with before we go? Don't give up. Okay. You, there is a way. Um, it, it, if, if you've got the clients, you've got the equipment, you've got the, the people love your food. You've just got to figure out a way to get your food to them. So don't give up, uh, but have systems and be uh, profitable. Because I always like to say to people, I'll see you on the other side. And what's that side? It's the profit side. Because if you're not profitable, what the heck? Why are you doing it? Ask David about that. You're a charity. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, thanks so much. I really, I really look forward to talking to you again. And I hope everybody gained a ton of insight. I'm going to tell you right now, again, if you want to take your catering to the next level, you need to contact Sandy. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, that was an awesome episode. I want to thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I want to give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews, and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry. For more restaurant resources or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better. And your restaurant is going to kick some ass.